to uh, Loaded Mag NFC Away Days and we are back again. Um, I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit flustered right now. It's been a mad rush. I've just been telling the boys in the back, uh, finished work at seven. I'm going to tell you how fast I drove home. Um, if the police are watching, it was legal limits. Um, got home, quickly changed into this bad boy. Um, Richie um, uh, and uh, Billy in the in the green room. We'll get them out in a second. Chris, Daz managed to get some photos and various other bits ready for the show. Appreciate that, boys. Always looking out for for each other, and uh, we are ready to go. Welcome back, um, and it's going to be another tasty one. Still flying high off the fantastic victory at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but we look ahead. We keep ploughing on. Chris and uh, look, you know, what are your thoughts now? Um, and the technicalities around this game, we'll get into it when the boys are on. But what are your th- thoughts now? We've had a little bit of time, a few days to digest that win. How are you, are you looking to the to the weekend? I don't know, mate. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous to be honest because I'm feeling really confident. <laughs> I don't want to end up with egg on my face come the, come the weekend, but. I feel really confident and I think, you know, if we can put a performance up like that against Spurs, who albeit aren't in the best of form, but going to, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, as we well know, um, it's no easy feat to come away with three points. So, you know, I think great performance, um, you know, we're kind of riding the crest of a wave at the minute. Um, I just hope that, you know, the lads don't take it for granted uh, at the weekend, which I'm sure they won't, and I'm sure Eddie won't allow them to. But yeah, I'm feeling really confident, and it'd be interesting to hear, obviously, from Billy and Rich because you know maybe maybe you know <laughs> maybe they're going to make me feel less confident with uh, you know their thoughts and opinions. But yeah, I, I feel good going into the weekend, mate. And you know, I always feel good now whenever we play at St James's Park. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. worry me as such because and I know you know the the fans are like the 12th man at the minute, and you know we're playing well. Um, injuries aren't too much of a concern at the minute. So, yeah, feeling good up to now. Yeah, up to now. <laughs> that yeah. little bit on the end just, just <laughs> leaves a, uh, um, a lot to be thought about. But no, you, you, you're right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of confidence. We're seeing people in the chat. Welcome, Ian. Oh, Rob. Rob's new to the chat. Um, he's got a question in there, but we'll get to you, Rob. If you haven't already, Rob, click that subscribe button. Come and join the Lodi family. Nice to see you in the chat. Um, Les Stapleton, Geordie Team for Life, the main man, the sponsor, Simon Rudd. Um, you've got Gary, Tom Dixon, John, uh, John Betts, Kamal, 
Phil, I could keep going. There's so many already in the chat. Welcome all um, to Away Days. As you, you all know, get your questions in for, for Rich and, uh, and Billy and we'll, we'll, we'll get them to them more um, as the show goes on. Uh, but you, you are right. Confidence is high. You can see it in the chat. Everyone's buzzing um, about Newcastle. Uh, Eddie's top four mags at this moment in time. However, however, big changes have been afoot for our friends from Birmingham. And look, we're going to get them in now. Let's get them in and welcome um, from Total Screamers. New to the new to the away days, we've got um, uh, Billy. Welcome in, Billy. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be on. Uh, great to have you, Billy. Um, pleasure uh, is all ours. And of course, he's a regular. You know what? I think he might be picking up his hat-trick ball coming on today. Coming on today. He's got to be picking up the hat-trick ball. The main man and, you know, He's a Geordie at heart because he lives up in the northeast. You know, we don't forget this. But um, from Villa Park Pod, we've got the main man, Rich. How you doing? I'm all right, guys. Yeah, I think I am on my hat trick. And uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure to come on and see you boys. Um, yeah, and I know you guys saying you're looking forward to, well, maybe not looking forward to it because you're so confident. But yeah. I don't know how confident we are yet. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we'll get into it. <laughs> well, look, let's get into it because, and, and um, Chris, I'm going to steal your your um, your comments just for a second because it, mate, let's get it. into it now. And I think Andrew has said it quite nicely in the beginning of the chat. Uh, good evening. Um, <laughs> changes are afoot uh, at, at Aston Villa. And look, it's gone from distraught and despair um, to <laughs> full-on happiness now. And uh, you've got a new man um, at the helm in Unai Emery. Uh, look, I want to get your boys' thoughts uh, on, on the changes. Firstly, on the situation with Steven Gerrard. And, you know, at the end, was it deserving? Were you disappointed, happy for him to leave? But equally... You know, what are your thoughts now that Unai Emery is is going to take the hot seat for Aston Villa? Um, Rich, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, the Gerard situation, um, I, I mean, I think I was vocal on your guys' part and I was on, on my own uh, right across the board all sort of last year and about, you know, it was. T I thought it was time for Dean Smith to go. And I think the reasoning for Gerard, uh, the appointment was quite sound. You know, we, we wanted a figurehead. We wanted someone who was ruthless and was a winner and hopefully was going to bring that kind of ruthless edge, that win at all cost mentality, because it was perceived that Dean Smith was a little bit too nice with the players, didn't have that kind of, you know, being able to have that presence in the dressing room to, you know, that fear factor. Yeah. But to be honest, and I, and I really pinned my, my nail to the mast and really said he was the man and he, he was going to be a big thing, you know, and, and, and one of the next great managers. And whether that whether that still transpires or not, it clearly hasn't worked at Aston Villa, you know. And he in one of the big disappointments of me with, with Gerard was that all of those perceived things about that kind of ruthless streak just didn't, other than the first kind of maybe four or five months just didn't transpire. Like he, he kept playing his favorites. He kept, um, you know, he wouldn't, he was quite stubborn with certain decisions. And ultimately some of the, some of the decisions that he made in terms of like, you know, stripping captaincy of Tyra Mings, all these things just snowballed into, 
um, just things that he just couldn't get out of. And all, and then at, at that point, it just became untenable for him. So it didn't really matter that there might have been one or two fans that were still kind of sticking with him or, you know, blaming the players as much as him for the situation that we were in. It just became untenable for him. And that picture that you've got of, of Gerard was my face when I knew we had Newcastle coming up <laughs> for the for the last month. Because <laughs> me and my mates up here were just like, I do not want to come up, go to Newcastle and take my son to his first away game. I was like, I don't want to take him because we know our record. We know how well you're playing. But, you know, we, we football, funny things happen in it, don't they? And we... The whole situation happened last week and then the players put on a performance like they did against Brentford. You know, three goals in the first 15 minutes, just absolutely crazy. And now we've got a, you know, a new manager that they need to try and impress. So, you know, who knows what can happen, mate? Who knows? But it's certainly more positive than it was a couple of weeks ago, that's for sure. Definitely. And look, Billy, you've, um, you, you, I've heard you obviously when we've been on the 12th man, you talked about you know, it was time for Gerard to leave. I think you've been calling for it for quite a while. You wanted him out the door, but I want to get your thoughts on on the new man, uh, Unai Emery. What what is he going to bring to Aston Villa? As as he brought kind of a, an uplift, as, as Rich talked about. You know, he looks you know looks more positive now as he brought an uplift. What is he going to bring um, to Aston Villa uh, sort of moving forward? Yeah, I think on on the pitch he's going to bring a bit of tactical now he knows he knows he can adapt to to the way he sets up if he if he's uh struggling halfway through a game he's not scared to make that change at half time if something's not going his way he will make that change which is nice to see which we didn't see under Gerard and you could argue that we've not seen it under past three managers as well Steve Bruce and Dean Smith it was all it would always be let's get to 60 65 minutes see if see if anything changes before then we make a sub and then it's too late so I'm looking forward to seeing that side of it as well but off the pitch it just brings so much positivity we've got a buzz around us now we've got uh, whether you want to call him an, an elite manager or not that's that's up to you but he's a top quality manager and his CV speaks for itself and it's just that excitement of, of a new manager, a top manager coming into the club. He's proven in several leagues, I think. We, we said last night, didn't we, uh, didn't we, Pete? The, the, he came in straight after Arsene Wenger. So it was kind of destined to fail for him. It was going to be such a tough ask to follow such a legend of not just Arsenal, but of football. Yeah. And he was kind of always destined to fail. But when you look back at what he did, under the circumstances with the egos and the board problems, he did a really good job for them. One point away from fourth, I think it was about 70 points. Uh, he did a really good job with them. So I think people saying that he was a failure, probably at the time, still have to stand by it because that's it's your pride, isn't it, at the end of the day? No one really wants to say that they were wrong. But I think if you look back on it, you've got to admit that it was... It was he did a very, very good job. And to see that he's got Premier League experience, he's got a point to prove. We've got owners that will back him as well. So it, it's just it's just really, really exciting. And as for the weekend, 
I'm looking forward to it, as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that we won't get beat and it and you won't put up a good fight. Obviously, you will do. You know, you're just playing fantastic and you've got that momentum behind you. And St James's Park is just a massive fortress as well. So I'm not naive enough to think that it's not going to be a tough game or anything. But like Rich said, it's so much more. We're feeling so much more positive and excited about watching Villa again, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you, you're right. And look, we've, we've been there. We've been there where you've had so much like dross being served to your time and crab again. And then all of a sudden you have that little bounce and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm interested again. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for this. You know, Chris, yeah, the, the, Billy's Billy's positive. You can tell. He, you, can tell <laughs> it in. you know, Richie, nice and reserved. He's, you know, <laughs> Sure is it I'm... that obvious? Is it? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. But, but Chris, you know, with that positivity that we can see from Billy, is is that something? Do you think that we need to be worried about going into Saturday, or is it a case of you know, love? We just won at Tottenham. We can play anyone, which is what we've been saying. We, we, we've we, we've both said it on a number of cases. We can go out and, and go out there and play and beat anybody. But is there a little doubt there? For you, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I think it's the it's the unknown, isn't it? Obviously, Villa have been struggling under Gerrard. Um, you know, Sutton's not been working for whatever reason. I'm sure the lads will enlighten us, but you know, for whatever reason, it's it's not worked out. And then you've always get that new manager bounce, don't you? And I think we're all, well. I'm certainly thinking it. I'm sure the lads are as well. You know, off the back of a four nil win against Brentford, and like you know, they came to life. And for me, I think the the key the key thing for me at the weekends will be if we get that early goal. I think if we get the early goal, sorry lads, I think you might struggle. Um, but if Villa keep it nil nil for a period of time, or if Villa score first, I think that could put us on the back burners a bit mm-hmm. because you know, like I said at the start, they'll be riding that crest of a wave. I, mean, I know I said that we were we were at the minute, but. You know, if Villa if Villa are really pumped up for it and Villa really, you know, want to have a go and want to try and impress Unai Emery, which I'm sure will be watching the game, um, who knows? It, it, I wish we played Villa a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it, is where where, yeah. where I feel right now, put it that way. I wish we did. And we haven't, and we've just got to get on with it. But I don't think they're going to be the rollover, perhaps, that uh, what some fans may think they will be. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think it, there's got to be a little bit of caution going there. And you know what? Eddie Howe's the man. He's the man to, to have that type of caution. Yeah. He'll be yeah. approaching. Once he would have seen that Emre was announced as the manager, regardless of whether he's taking the game or not, and there's reports he's not going to be in, in the hot seat until Monday, Tuesday, but that bounce that it might create for the Villa fans and the players, he'll be aware of that and he'll be drumming that into the Newcastle players, you know, from, you know, that, certainly that, that's what I think from my perspective. But yeah. another question I wanted to fire to you boys, um, there's a great, there's some great questions coming in, by the way, and I know you, you've been marking them, Chris. Um, Nobby, I think Nobby Clark, um, is it Nobby Clark? Yeah, it's coming with a with, with a lovely one um, about one of one of the Villa players that we'll come to in a second. But I want to ask you a question. You know, now there's a new manager at the helm, and obviously had a fantastic win against Brentford. You know, um, four goals, absolutely dominant performance. Uh, Brentford were, were, didn't look like they were ever really in it. Didn't watch the ninety minutes, but ne- from what I saw, the extended highlights, they never looked really looked like they were in the game. You know. Uh, what? Who are the players that you think 
are going to really excel now that Gerard is out the door. Rich, I'll come to you. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pretty tough one, to be honest, because um, obviously we don't know. Emery hasn't come in yet, and we're only going off the last game, uh, which uh, Aaron Danks, one of the, the, the first-team coaches, was in charge of. Mm-hmm. And he... There's been a lot of there's a lot of coverage in the media. I don't know if Billy's seen much of this, but you can't really miss it. But a lot of coverage in the media throwing the players under the bus a lot about you know saying that they they should be ashamed of themselves for um, you know he, he basically picked the same side and they obviously down tools for Gerard and then all of a sudden they've kind of stepped up. But there were some subtle changes, more well, more than subtle changes to be honest. We had a change of formation. He, he, take, he took out John McGinn, who's not played well for eight, about 18 months now. Um, he played Leander Dendonka, who's a big presence in midfield, which is something that we that Villa fans have been crying out for for the past four or five years, yeah. let alone when Gerard was there. And he played Leon Bailey on the actual side that he wants to play in terms of being the left-sided winger. Um, and it allowed him to go beyond his, beyond his fullback and get crosses in, which, again, we've been crying out for quality crosses in so he made a lot of changes to you know the side in terms of the way we were set up so in terms of players that will excel just off the back back of that game if Emery is to watch that he would just say okay Leon Bailey play him in his correct position and he'll absolutely terrorize um, defenses play Leander Dendonka because he's six foot two and he's he's a he's a physical presence in in that middle and midfield a bit like what Joe Linton has done for you guys and um, play Ollie Watkins out from out from wide and get him cutting in, and 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 Danny Ings up front and get keep him in the width of the box and he'll score goals and that's essentially what Villa fans have been asking for for the past, well ever since they've been there, um, oh. and one player I've not mentioned there is Emi Buendia. Play him in that number ten spot and give him a little bit of a free reign and he'll start creating things for you and it it just meant we got four or five players in the box every single time, so yeah. It, I, a long way around your question, but I'd, I'd probably say just a few simple changes, and you get you'll get the best out of the creative attacking players that we've got. Definitely. Would you agree with that, Billy? Or is there anyone else um, that Rich hasn't mentioned? Yeah, I, I completely agree with him. Um, the only other one for me really would be Douglas Louise. I think this guy's a top top player that for whatever reason, he just hasn't seemed to be getting on with Stephen Gerrard, whether it's a personal thing or whatever, or Stephen Gerrard just didn't fancy him. But playing John McGinn, who, yeah, all right, he's given the captaincy to, but having the captaincy should never give you a, a forbidden uh, right to to start week in, week out. Like Rich said, he's not been performing for 18 months, if not longer now. And we've got a player there in John McGinn, uh, in Douglas Louise, sorry. There's a reason Arsenal were so desperate to get him on deadline day. There's a reason these top clubs were interested in him. Now, we've got him signed up to a long-term contract, thankfully now. Now it's time to get the best out of him. He's been with us for a couple of years now. He's settled in. He's a top quality player. He's got that Brazilian flair, a bit like Bruno for you guys. Yeah. And he can really dictate play, you know, the, the his passing ability is fantastic. And I think alongside Leander Dendonka, as we saw at the weekend, just works perfectly for him. We've got Kamara coming back now. Whenever they played together, they looked like they'd been playing together for the past five years or so. They just click. They were just one of their partnerships that just seemed to click. Mm. 
So he's another one that I'm really looking forward to seeing how he gets on under Unai Emery. Because I think he'd be an absolute fool to not to not play him. And Emery probably knows that as well. So unless there's something seriously wrong, wrong with Douglas Louise off the pitch that us fans don't get to see, then I think he'll be starting most weeks and he should be starting most weeks as well, in my opinion. Is this what's wrong with him? Is he spending too much time? That was well teed up there, Billy, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> waiting to get that picture out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, is, is this what the problem is, guys? I don't know. You know, does for putting this fantastic picture together because it fell nicely in the conversation. Um, Louise this looks is... great there, doesn't he? He looks great there. Really, really, really good. Um, yeah, he's got a nice, lovely dress on. <laughs> I hope, I hope, Mrs. I hope Mrs. Davy isn't listening to this, but it was funny because when I logged on uh, into the into the stream. Um, I looked and <laughs> this picture was up, and I was thinking, "Wonder why? Wonder why Pete's To be honest, lads, I think she's probably the main reason why he stayed at the club yeah. um, oh, and signed his long-term contract. So yeah. we have to, we have to give. I mean, look, we don't know the the exact reason. I'm sure, like an extra thirty grand a week's probably helped as well, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, she's she's doing very well with Villa Ladies, and they've, although they've been on a little bit of a dodgy run of form in the last couple of games, have started the season off really well. And um, you know, as we all know, if you've got if you've got a happy wife or happy missus, you've got a happy life. So look, this is it, don't argue. <laughs> You can't yeah. argue with that. And when Chris was talking a second ago, my boy, you went right down. I've got to play it the same. You know what it is. Uh, but look, um, uh, uh, th- there's a question, um, a fantastic question that, that Nobby came up with. I think it's, it's one that would be ideal to go to next. Um, for the for the Villa boys, because uh, we've talked about players that could improve um, under a new management. But what's happened to this guy, Nobby Clark? It's, it's absolutely spot on. Is Coutinho a flop for Villa? What has gone on with Philip Coutinho? When you boys signed him in January, he was the talk of the Premier League. What what's happened? To be honest with you, I think it's a case of him playing a little bit too much, feeling that his position's a little bit safe under Gerrard. He he was always playing him. You know, we've got uh, Buendia sat on the bench most weeks, our our top signing, our most expensive signing. And all of a sudden, Coutinho comes in, best mates with Steven Gerrard. And I I I genuinely think that that's what's kind of happened. We we all know that Gerard likes to pick his favourites, or now we do anyway. Um, And I I genuinely think he just got a little bit too comfortable when he wasn't picked in that Brazil squad a few a few weeks ago. He was he was reportedly like a madman in trading. Well, it needs to be a little bit more of a madman because it doesn't seem like he's going to get into the World Cup squad either. So. I'm I'm gutted that it kind of hasn't worked out the way that we'd have liked to. But I just think he, I I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't want to come across as I'm I'm accusing him of feeling a little bit safe in his squad. He seems like he's settled in fantastically with 
the other South American um, uh, is South American teammates, you know, Martinez, um, Buendia, Douglas Louise. They all seem to have like a nice close bond off the pitch. All their families kind of get on. You always see pictures on social media of them out together. Um, but yeah, his, his on-pitch performances just haven't been there. And it's a real shame. Um, and I honestly think it was just a case of being best mates with Gerard, and he just got a little bit comfortable for his position. He didn't really feel that there was any competition there. I mean, if there was competition there, when Dia's been performing every time he's come on, he's been the best player on the pitch every time he's come on. So if there was competition, he'd be sat on the bench by now, surely. So I, th I, I do think that that was, that was very much the case and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go in January as well. So who, that's the, that's the real question. Who's going to have a Coutinho that's not done anything that's been playing regularly, but the output's not been there since the first five, six, seven games that he came in, you know, who's going to, who's going to take him. That's, that's the real problem. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Chris, who, who's going to take Coutinho on, on the wages um, and, and all the rest of it, you know, from, from, from Villa? Because you know, Villa, you, you you guys really paid a you know a heavy price, not necessarily transfer fee, but wages and all the rest of it that, that comes with it. Who, who's going to pay that for Coutinho when he's already proven, uh, you know, that he's, he's not willing to step up at, at Aston Villa? It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've all been there. It's not just Aston Villa. You know, we've all, loads of clubs have done that, you know, Everton even more recently, you know, they, to just kind of just throw money at players. And unfortunately, the, the Coutinho one's not worked out great. I mean, to be fair, I remember when he first signed, he he, he done well, didn't he, in his first few weeks? And everyone's going, I can't believe Aston Villa have got Coutinho. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just fell away a little bit. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking Everton. Everton did the same with James Rodriguez, didn't he? Big, big, big wages. Um, joined from Real Madrid, and then in the end, the the ten they always find a way to get rid of them. And I wonder whether Coutinho will maybe go to the MLS because let's be honest, he's I doubt he's going to end up at a top European club now. I very much, I very much doubt it. Um, unless of course he moves to I don't know. Maybe he'll be he'll move to like La Liga or somewhere like that, perhaps. Um, but no, I, I can't. The only I suppose the only other thing you could we could talk about as well, lads. And again, you know, um, Rich and Billy may have opinion on this, but it, it could be that you know Coutinho turns himself around. It could be that you know maybe may out of his comfort zone without Gerard's, you know, kind of making excuses for him or you know giving him preferential treatment. Perhaps I'm not saying that was the case. Um, Unai Emery coming in might be the best thing for him. And he may rediscover that form. Who knows? Because on his, on his day, he is a very, very talented player. And, um, you know, what's the, what's the saying? They say class is permanent, form's temporary. Mm -hmm. So if, if you get him playing, could be fantastic. Yeah. Do you boys think there's there's a way of turning him around? Rich, do you think you, you could turn Coutinho around at, at this point? Well, you've got to hope so. I mean, I think, I think um, you know, Chris is right with the, with the, with the, with the comment there, you know, classes, the classes permanent form is temporary. You know, it's, it's got, to, we've got to think that way. It, we were all lauding of the signing and we were absolutely amazed that we could get a player of his quality. And, you know, we were saying he's probably, you know, on paper, the best player that we've ever signed. 
you know, obviously Grealish came through the academy. So, you know, you get a player like Coutinho in your team and it's like, you know, what the hell? But I think there's always a risk with those type of players, you know, because if they come in and they're playing brilliantly, which he did when he first started, everyone, everyone doesn't, no one cares about how much wages you're paying him. No one cares about, you know, what, 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 how much more he's on than you. But as soon as you're, as soon as the form starts to drop, as soon as he starts to drop his performances, you know, everyone's then looking at, well, hang on a minute, you're on like triple my wages and you're not pulling your weight. So I think it becomes a little bit of an issue. I think for someone like Coutinho as well, I think he needs to play in a team that's playing well. And um, we, we haven't been playing well. Um, he needs to be in a team where we 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 keep the ball quite well, and we we get him in we get him in positions where he can hurt teams. Um, to be fair, we just weren't doing it enough. I'd be interested to see how he gets on with this midfield that we've got now, with with say a, a Den Donker and a, and a Louise, and then him playing in that free role as that number ten, rather than out wide as a as a front three or as part of a a two. A one and then the two in the in the midfield three. I'd be interested to see how he does now because maybe that defensive responsibility would be taken off him a little bit. Because um, one thing he was doing quite well, he, he was working hard. But as someone said in the comments there, you know, a 30-year-old Philip Coutinho is completely different to a, a 23, 24-year-old Philip Coutinho. Like his legs just didn't have it. His pace, the pace just doesn't have it. But if you get him on the ball in areas where he can hurt teams, then where where we're controlling games, where we're winning second balls, then he's obviously going to do a lot better. So, you know, you'd have to hope that he could turn it around. But um, in answer to that question, you'd have to say he has been he has been a bit of a flop for us. Absolutely, he hasn't done what he hasn't done what he he was brought in to do, um, and that's kind of push us on to that next level. And there's there's absolutely no way that he's done that. Okay, just before we move on to the next section, sticking with Coutinho, you've just talked about, you know, can he fit into that role um, of playing in your sort of more new look midfield? And we'll talk about that in the sort of tactics section later on. But there was a time, you know, there was a time where Gerald was playing Wendia and Coutinho. Is there room for both or are you having to purely pick one? Because I, me personally, I don't know what Chris thinks, I don't believe he can play Buendia and Coutinho oh. in the same team and be oh. successful. Yeah, Chris is saying exactly the same. You know, are you boys of the same mindset with that, Billy? Are you are you in the same mindset that they can't play in the same team? Yeah, I I wasn't at first. I mean, the the only time I can really remember them playing together was last game of the season against Man City, and yeah. the fact that the fact that we went two goals up against them. Yes all right, we bottled it and we didn't win in the end. But if we could do that against Man City, why can't we do it against other teams kind of thing? Yeah. And we didn't really try it out with with other teams. I can't... that. Like I say, that's the only instance I can really remember that happening. But I think with Emery I think that, coming I think, they, I think they played at Forest. I think they might have played together at oh, Forest. Oh, possibly. Mate, I was, but, I was pulling my hair out at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, it hasn't... It, but I do... Certainly agree. It hasn't been tried with any like consistency. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so definitely one to look out for. Um, I mean, then... I, I I think Pete. I don't I don't know if it works again. Like Billy said, I don't like know if it the the formation that we're playing now. 
like if that's to be the formation moving forward, I don't see it. I don't see them being able to operate it because we don't control midfields well enough. Wow. Um, you know, if we had a if we had a, a Makaleli in his prime or a Kante in his prime in that in that defensive midfield position, who basically covers two players, we could probably cope with having the two of them in front of him just doing what they want to do. But we just haven't got it, so I I, I can't see it. You know, I don't need, I, you know, with your midfield, I don't think it would work. Uh, I, I, I agree. Um, and Chris, you were kind of nodding your head in agreement as well that they can't play, they can't play in the same team um, and, and be successful. They, they just seem to be two similar players to me. Yeah, and I think, uh, do you know what? I mean, it, possibly the cause, but in the current formation and the way Villa play, I can't see it. Um, and I, I'd, I'd hate to see someone like Jacob Ramsey missing out because I, I, I do like Jacob Ramsey. Because I'm thinking if you had the two attacking midfielders behind the main striker, you could always play Coutinho on one side and uh, Buendia on the other. But um, I think if if that was to sacrifice Jacob Ramsey, I probably wouldn't do that. And then obviously you, you're losing your wing play because I imagine both gravitate to that number 10 through the middle. And then, as I say, that's probably why, you know, uh, Pete and I agree there that, like, you know, it's probably not, not the best... Um, not <laughs> sorry, that's that's my daughter telling everyone to subscribe to losers. And <laughs> just by magic, um, it, 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 there it is. There and, it is. And, and, and look, I think it's the perfect time. Thank you so it much. Is. Um, it is. To let everybody know. Uh, thanks for watching so far. 150 in the chat. If you haven't clicked that like button, it takes just a second. And whilst you're there, Hit that subscribe button as well. I think there's one or two at least new in the chat. Uh, come and join the Lodi family. If you've done that just now, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. And everyone in the chat is absolutely spot on um, with some fantastic questions, fantastic points already in the show. It's been a it's been a dynamite start and there's lots more to go. Um, th there are so many questions coming in. Uh, it, it, is, it is quality. And um, I would get to one particular question because it brings us to the next part of the show. Um, I think it's Ray um, Burrow um, who put the question out. Can I just click it, Chris? Go for it, mate. Go for it. Great question for you boys. Question for the Villa boys. Given the choice, would you swap your squad for ours or our manager for yours? Now, your manager's barely through the door, so it's not an easy question. Um but what are your thoughts? And just while you're thinking about that, Ray, massive thanks for the super sticker, £4.49. Thank you very much. Um, we always appreciate the donations for the channel and it allows us to build and grow. So thank you for that as well. But going back to that question, what do you think? If, if not the whole... <laughs> Billy, I'll let you take that, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll narrow it down then because it's easy to say one full squad for the other. Um, what players would you trade or take over and who would you swap for? Wow. Uh, are, we do, are we doing like like for like swaps? So, for example, if I was to take Bruno, can I swap him for John McGinn, for example? <laughs> or would it have to be Douglas Louise? <laughs> well, well, it's up to you. It's a question for you, boys. You decide. I, th I think I'd take. I think Callum Wilson is a top striker, and I thought I've been thinking about this like the last few people have asked me this week, and I actually think he's he's the best 
I actually think he's the best English centre forward in the Premier League at this present time. Um, so I would definitely take him. It's just a shame he's a Coventry City fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'd certainly swap him for uh, for uh, for Watkins or Rings at this present time. Um, the goal the goalkeeper. I think that I think they're both excellent goalkeepers. I couldn't I couldn't say. I think. You, there's an argument for your for your centre halves being 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 very good. Like Botman's come in and done very well. Um, I don't know what you think about that, Billy. But you know, the, the, yeah. the, Ming, Mings and Conser have, have started to play well. Um, but there's there's still Ridley. mistakes. There's still mistakes with them. Uh, I'll narrow it down for you. Would you swap this man for this man? I think that was one of the questions as well. And I know he's injured, uh, but you know, from what you saw from him. You know, and from what you've seen from Botman, albeit Botman's played a little bit more, would you would you swap either of them? Ah, oh, go on, Rich. You take this one. <laughs> it's too it's too difficult to say, to be honest. I mean, I, I, from what from what Carlos, how Carlos played in that first game against Bournemouth, I think it was a little bit of a culture shock. But then he responded fantastically against Everton, but then unfortunately got a terrible injury. So I think it's too difficult to say. So I'd have to say I wouldn't swap Botman for for Carlos because I just don't know enough. I I, I, there's not enough for me to go by. I mean, Botman's done, pre, done, done very well and, and settled in really well. Like, I think the best thing you can say about a centre-half who's coming into the league is no one's talking about him other than the fact that he's been solid. Like yeah. no one's talking about oh, uh, uh, Botman struggling in the pace with the pace of the Premier League or making mistakes. So that's the best compliment you can give him, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say I would swap them yet, just because I, I, we haven't had enough of Car- we haven't seen enough of Carlos, unfortunately, and that, that's that's been a real shame. Yeah, uh, I've got to say that I I completely agree as well. To be honest with you, um, from what we saw of Carlos in particularly that Everton game and also in pre-season. He looks like a man mountain, and I'm really excited for when he comes back in the last third, I think, of the season. I, I re- <laughs> just look at him there; he just looks like a madman, doesn't he? I think he's got a little bit of a, a hot head on him as well, which, while it can be dangerous at times, I think you also need someone in the squad a bit like that as well, um, just to kind of wind wind players up. So, at this moment in time. I don't think I'll swap them. If you ask me at the end of the season, then I could be giving you a different answer. Just need, like like Rich said, just need to see a bit more of Carlos at first. Okay, so me and Chris have just been having a chat. Uh, to be fair, we talked about this before. Chris <laughs> has had this idea um, for a while now, um, and let's expand this conversation a little bit more, Chris. You take it away, my man. Yeah, do you know what? I was just messaging Pete in the Fiverr chat. You lads may have seen it. I don't know. But um, I mentioned this a while ago. And we, we never do this with guests. And I thought it'd be quite good to do it, especially especially with yourselves, you know, because, uh, yeah, I just think it'd be a good topic of discussion. So I was thinking. And Pete, I don't know. Have we got access to the uh, tactics board this evening? Or are we not, are we not looking yeah, yeah. at the tactics? Because I just thought we could throw it on screen then, couldn't we, if you wanted? You know what? Let's go tactics board now. Just bear with me one second. Let's get it up. So I, I did ask, I didn't get a chance to ask uh, Billy, so any changes um, from Rich's first 11, let me know. But I'll put the tactics board up now. So I've put the team, actually, I just need to make one change before Yano 
shoots me down and has a go at me. Um, uh, <laughs> that's the team that I put out for Newcastle. Not too dissimilar in what you saw against Tottenham. But um, I asked Rich for his earlier on in the week, his um, um, first 11, and he's put that out. Uh, Billy, look about right? I'd say that's bang on. Yeah. Okay. So I, don't, what... I don't think you can make any changes at all after that game. Okay. So... We've got our lineup here now. What we want to do, it, oh, Chris, I'll let you take it on. <laughs> I was just going to say, I didn't, I didn't realise Villa had signed Luis. I've just clocked that myself. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Oh, <my> <laughs> you don't want him. You don't want him. <laughs> no, no, we'll, no we'll keep. Chris, we want him playing. We want him playing. <laughs> Actually, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, boys, I'd say this is a bit impromptu, but um, I think it'd be interesting. Pete, we may as well start with the left, if you like. Um, so we were talking about goalkeepers and I think it was you, Billy, wasn't it? He was saying that, you know, two good goalkeepers in there, Emmy, Emmy Martinez and Nick Pope. Um, would you would you like to fight for Emmy Martinez to be to be in between the sticks? Or are you happy for us to have Nick Pope? What would you what, what would your thoughts on that be? Has Lionel Messi ever called Nick Pope a phenomenon? Has Emmy Martinez ever gone viral on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. He might have done in Argentina when they won the Copa America. Exactly, yeah. It's such a tough one. Like, Pope's it is a fantastic one, shot stopper. He's maybe not the best with his, with his feet. Um, Martinez. He's probably better with his with his feet, but it has I'd, got I'd a little bit of a suspect. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, no. I was just going to say he's probably a tiny bit, tiny bit suspect at in certain longer distance shots. Like he didn't cover himself in glory against Chelsea with the with the uh, Mason Mount free kick. Um, but yeah. I'd, he's probably just about shares it, but he's he's a good keeper, Pope. He's, I mean, he's just settled into you guys so well, like you know. Yeah. So I think, I think to be honest you... with you, it is uh, it's even Stevens, either yeah. or. You could yeah. you could literally take either or, and they'd both do a fantastic job. That that's the that's the thing. Chris, you said you would give them Martinez. Yeah, because I'll probably get a bit more. I've got it. I'll, I think I'll be a bit more cutthroat as we get further up the pitch. Okay. Um, but in fairness to the boys, I, I like. I do like Martinez. I do like him. I think he's. I think he is a really good keeper. And I think Arsenal made a mistake letting him go. Uh, I, I do. I do rate him. I mean, what do you think, Pete? Do you think? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, think... I, 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 I'm. I'm. I'm happy to. I'm happy to sacrifice Pope um, as we move along the team. So I've moved all the other players off. Uh, into their positions on one side of the pitch. So we've got okay. Martinez in goal. We'll, 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 we'll give you that, Villa boys. We'll give you that one. Martinez in goal. To be fair, won a Copper America. You know, it, it's it's one of them ones. He's, he's won a major trophy internationally. You, you can't you can't argue that. Um, so therefore, you, you give him that one. Um, you know, Nick Pope will be holding the World Cup at some point. So then we might have to change that round in the return. But we see. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Let, let's go. Let's go centre backs then. Okay. So we've got the choices are we've got Botman, we've got Shaw, we've got Mings, we've got Konza. Okay. They're the they're the centre back options. What are we looking at? What are we going for in terms of that? Um, Chris. Boys, all I'm going to say just to start off, don't be coming at me with Mings. 
<laughs> not coming at me with Mings, okay? Get out of there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't, that's Billy, Billy, you can have your say in a second, but I don't think looking, you know, with the, the, the positions of both teams in the league and, um, you know, the the kind of situation that Aston Villa are in, the situation that Newcastle are in, you, I don't think you could make a case for either of our centre-backs. No, I... As, as much as I like Esri Conza, I think he's a fantastic centre-back and Tyrone Mings as well. While, yes, don't worry, Chris, I'm not coming at you. Um, <laughs> we, all, we all know Tyrone Mings has got a, a mistake in him and I'm one of the first to criticise him when he, when he makes that mistake. However, this season, you could argue that he's been one of our best players I think the way he's reacted since the captaincy has been taken off him is mm. just fantastic. And I think on the pitch as well, before the Chelsea and Fulham games anyway, he he showed how how good of a defender he really is. Saying that, um, I'm happy to give you both Botman and Shah. I think we're happy yeah. with that, aren't we, Pete? Had, had, yeah, had, we be, had we been a bit higher up in the table, I might have had, a, might have had you know, Shah... You know, I, I, I don't know. To be honest, again, I don't know a great deal about him, and that's probably a good thing because your your defenders aren't getting talked about for making many mistakes. Mm. Mm. I, I, look, I threw I threw Byrne in there because Byrne's been terrific yeah. for us as well at centre back, although albeit he's playing left back at the moment. But I think I, I think if we, if this was last season, I think there'd have been more of a conversation with Shaw and Conza because Conza had a good season. Last season, he, he was on form. And actually, he was very much like Dan Byrne. And actually, they were very unlucky not to get an England corner, either of them. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have been well-deserved for both of them had they got that call. But I just think, for me, and, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, that Fabian Scher has probably, at, at times, and we've talked about it on our review shows, outplayed Sven Botman. Yeah, 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 a couple of times. So, yeah. Although we're, we're raving about Botman and we love him, we've actually rated Shaw higher at times because of mm. his overall play. So I would go with that one. Uh, I think the boys have given us one back, uh, Chris, with regards to um, with regards yeah. to the centre backs. So yeah. now, what, where do you want to go next, Chris? You go for it. Should we should we say let's go right back? Okay. And again, I think the boys might argue a bit here. Um, so we've got Matty Cash and we've got Caden Trippier. No argument from me. I don't think there's any argument to be honest. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not You're at all. Say I think. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> the Poli- the That's Polish Cambrian. No, no. I think. Um, no, nah, I think there's there was there's marginally more argument for like Mings in that in that sense in that defence than there is for Cash. Like he's been injured um, and he hasn't been. He's just come back from injury. Um, played very well on, on Saturday, as uh, Sunday, sorry, as did most of the Villa players or pretty much all of the Villa players. But form hasn't been hasn't been amazing, and his his delivery is nowhere near. He's absolutely nowhere near Kieran Trippier. So, mm. yeah, it's got to be him, mate. I was going to was gonna say to you, Chris, can can uh, can he put, can he put it over the wall? Trippier can. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is, this is yeah. He didn't last time out though, did he? He needed a big deflection last time. <laughs> <laughs> it was over the wall, and then the deflection helped it along the way. 
as long as you say so. If you say so. Oh god, but no, I, I think I think that's fair. Kieran Trippier, right back. Um, on to you, Chris. So we're saying, I'm assuming Ashley Young or Dan Byrne. Big Dan Byrne. Yep, Dan Byrne. We've got as well. Let's add to that list. We've got Bukadine. Ah, yes. And we also yes. have. Yeah, Matty Target. Target. So we've got four options here for that left back berth. Who do we go for? I mean, the boys are never going to pick Matty Sargon, are they? Let's be honest. <laughs> I know Billy won't. I've heard Billy's opinions of him before. <laughs> what are you saying, boys? For me, there's only one answer. I don't know about you, Rich. I, I like Dan Byrne a lot. I think he gets a lot of unnecessary stick. Mm-hmm. But the way Ashley Young has played at left back and he's kind of taken that role, he's just been so so good I can't Luca Dean's supposed to be back on the grass back back among the players after his injury now I don't want him I don't want him on the team he can't he can't be starting Ashley Young's been so good recently he's been I would say he's been our best player in the past few weeks wow. you know not not only how good he's playing as a player but his game management everything that he brings the the tactical fouls on halfway line, on the halfway line, not allowing those players to push forward and take that shot at Martinez. He's been bringing them down early, and you saw it actually at the weekend. He he was the one that appeared to be taking the penalty. He grabbed the ball instantly. He was taking all the stick from Ivan Tony and the Brentford players. Then at the last minute, he gave it to Danny Ings. Danny Ings walked up to him, so. It's it's that kind of thing. You don't realise kind of how valuable it is. And he's just been fantastic in this. I mean, he was fantastic first time round for us. And to see him come back and be just as good in a different position 10 years down the line, I absolutely adore the bloke. And for me personally, he's got to be in here. Like I say, I do like Dan Byrne. I think he gets a lot of... Um, a unnecessary stick, like I just say, but Ashley Young for me has got to take this place. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think, I, well, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think, um, yeah, Burns a good player, and we we probably arguably goes in at centre back, and certainly necessarily ahead of ours. I think. I've said it on our on one of our podcast episodes. I said it must be a sorry state of affairs at Aston Villa if if a 37 year old supposedly backup left back is our best player in the team at the moment. But that's where we are at the minute. Um, but that's not taking anything away from Ashley Young. Like he's he's been tremendous and um, a player who's won won leagues, won uh, European competition at, at Man United, done uh, won leagues at Inter Milan, been fantastic for Villa. You know, I think he, I, for, I don't know whatever reason it is, but he, I don't think he gets enough credit for the career that he's had, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a phenomenal career and to still be playing at 37 and he banged in a 25-yard strike against Nottingham Forest the other week, which was unreal. Um, so so at, on current form, I'd say, you know, I'd say probably just just about just about squeaks it, but I wouldn't argue with, with Dan Byrne in there. But I think... 
you know, if we, if we if we look in traditional traditional fullbacks, I'd say out of those out of those, I'd probably say Ashley Young. Okay, so there's a couple for Ashley Young there, Chris. What are your thoughts? I, I don't know. At the start, I was thinking they were just going to go, yeah, you know, um, French international, blah blah blah. It's got to be yeah. Lucadine, and I was I was all ready to go. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. He hasn't impressed as much as as much as he probably should have done. Now under Emery he might be a he might be a totally yeah. different player, yeah, but true. for whatever true. reasons he hasn't um yeah, he hasn't he hasn't really hit the ground running. But that, that could be that could have been a lot to do with the kind of unflexibility of the ta- inflexibility of the tactics. Mm. Mm. True. Interesting. So interesting. I mean like I've got to admit, boys, we um we've been we've been massive fans of Dan Byrne. Um, massive fans of Dan Byrne this season. He's he's playing unorthodox left back, um, but the main reason for that, without going into a massive big thing, the main reason for that is because um, Eddie Howe likes to play with three at the back when we're attacking, and you'll probably see that at the weekend. So Kin Trippier moves further up the pitch and ends up becoming like a right midfielder um, when we're on the attack, and then Dan Byrne slots into the left side of three centre backs. Um, so it kind of works out well for us. And Dan, to be fair, Dan Burns played left back at Brighton, but I know that's not his natural position. But he, he has been, I mean, Pete back me up. He, he's been really, really good. Yes. Um, so I feel harsh not putting him in. Um, however, I think if you boys are saying, you know, Ashley Young's been, been your best player, it's, diffi- it's difficult to um, difficult difficult to disagree with us because obviously, you know, we've got, we've got to show a bit of leeway here and there. You know what I mean, Pete? <laughs> so would you, would you, would you, yeah. you know? Um, in terms of in terms of performance, look, I, I think look, Dan Byrne has, has been terrific. I, I, I'm I'm kind I mean, of we've we've been hammered in some of the comments here, like, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, I just I'm finding it difficult to to see past Dan Byrne. I really am, but uh, I, I just I don't know, Chris. I'll let you decide. Or <laughs> Or do we go to five at the back? Possibly. That's an do option. we go to five at the back and put Dan Byrne left centre-back? Let's put him in left centre-back for now. And let's put Ashley Unger's left wing-back and Kane Trippier's right wing-back. And then we'll see We'll see where we go. Okay. So We'll, go we'll see where we go. So there's a bit of a compromise there, boys. Yeah. Okay. Right. We'll go That's back fair enough. With, with yeah. that. Let's get Target out there. Luca Dean out there. Yeah, they're out. They're out. There's, there's, your, there's your back three. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, based on our strikers as well, I'm assuming you're going to want one of your lads up top. We'll have Callum Wilson up top. I think, I think we know that's going to yeah. happen, don't we? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's see how we unfold anyway. So let's go for a defensive midfielder because we're going to need okay. a defensive midfielder in this yeah. in this um, uh, formation. Now, <laughs> it's whether or not... Well, I'll tell you what, you tell me who you fit. I'm assuming you're going to want uh, David Luiz. Uh, I think, well, I think, I think you probably... With those midfielders there, I would probably go in a three, Louise, Bruno, and probably Joe Linton. Yeah, it's a good shout. I agree. To be I fair, that, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. So we have Bruno and Joe, Lin- and Joe Linton further forward with Louise sitting. Yeah, Either probably, or. yeah. Either or. Bruno, Bruno... Bruno or Louise in that position, Joe Linton, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. We might be uh, we might be after the defensive midfield in January, boys. So let's hope Eddie Al's not. I mean, this. Louise I... ten Louise has tended to do better in a more advanced midfield position, or or right. 
if you're doing that four, four, two, three, one, so you've got the, like two, two, the double pivot as I like to call it these days. But basically, it's mm. it's two midfield, central midfielders. Yeah, I tell you what, who's up for a shout is when fit, fully fit. Anyway, is Boob Kamara. Yes, for that, for yeah, that sitting role. Point. Yeah, and point. I think I think he, he's got to be in there for for Louise, and he fits that midfield three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really. Talking best player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have you been that? impressed with Kamara since he came in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was really finding some form as well just before he got got that injury. Mm. All right, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So Only two more we, players now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, we've got two. We've got two. We've got yeah. to drop someone. It's a, it's a, look, we've got Leon Bailey, Alan St. Maximin, Callum Wilson, Iggs, Wendia. We've got. Uh, okay, maybe not Monster. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to get it, is he? No. I, saw, I saw the mouse hovering around. I was wondering what he's doing there. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. You've got Watkins. You've got Almirad, who's on fire at the moment. You've got a, an array of players there that we, we could choose. Who are the who are the who are the top two? Oh, I think so. Did we not all agree that Wilson was one of the main men? Yeah, you got yeah, to put Wilson's Wilson hundred percent. I actually think I think a Wilson Danny Ings centre centre forward partnership would not be a bad no. would not be a bad forward partnership at I, all. I'm just looking at that team though, and there's very little pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's maximum. It would be, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, would be nice. Almiron is the best player at the minute. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh. This is why I think we have to Wendy. say Dan yeah. burn out maybe and go no, no, no. I was, I was, You know what? You read my mind. Not too haven't yet. Not too. I think yeah. I think I think you gotta you got burn, yeah. we love you. Burn baby burn and all that, but we're yeah, we're gonna have to drop you from the team, um, unfortunately. Yeah. We've got uh okay, so we've got two. Can here. I can I make can I make a suggestion? And again, I, I hate saying this because I love Joe Linton. Are we doing a four two three one? I think we need wingers, and I'm thinking if we have Bruno and Kamara sitting Bruno and Kamara sitting in the middle, and then you've got your three behind Callum Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say Almiron Bailey on his last Bailey. game. Bailey on his last game. And yeah. then <laughs> behind him, behind Wilson. Oh. It's got to be Buendia, hasn't it? Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, in terms of that position, in terms of that position, yeah, yeah. I just don't think there's anyone yeah. that's that well, that creative spark. I'm gonna throw another one in because he's in number ten. So if you're gonna have someone, is he an out and out number ten though, or is it just the number he, on the back of his shirt? What <laughs> uh, a bit of both. He was when he came to us a number ten, mm. right? We've just never played it there. <laughs> We've just played it there. <laughs> Lads, I'm going to have to love you and leave you in this big know. debate. But, uh, I know what you said. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, Rich, uh, you know what? You, you made you you moved a lot of things around to make it tonight. And I really, really appreciate it. I know you've got to go. I'm good to you know, see the final picture. But <laughs> what, what, what we will, we'll get it out there and we'll tag yeah. you in so you Post can see it. the final. Yeah, yeah. Rich, just before you go, five o'clock. Saturday afternoon, what do you think the score's going to be? Oh, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to be optimistic and say 1 1. That's my, that's about as optimistic okay. as I'm going to be because we never win at St. James's Park. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No yeah. worries. Uh, honestly, absolute pleasure, Rich. Great to have you on. Return fixture. We'll do this again, so I'll be in touch, mate. All right. Absolute legends. Cheers, lads. See you, again, Rich. Take care, mate. See you, Billy. See you later, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Brilliant stuff. Um, and look, it, let, let's just complete this. So we're looking at the last piece oh. of the ball. There's two here. Wendia, who's a very, very talented player, by the way. I love him. I think he's a brilliant player. Um, and then you've got um, the, the the magpie maverick uh, that is Alan St. Maximin. Who do we go for? I think for, for me personally in that role, I think it's got to be Buendia because he's played it the most recent. Like you say, if, you, if you're playing, if St. Maximin kind of came to you as a number 10, but you've just played him on the wings for the past two or three years or however long it's been, is he still that number 10? Is he still a number 10? Billy, could we swap you St. Maximum for Bailey and put Buendia in the 10? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that because although Bailey, that's fair. Yeah, Bailey had I a like fantastic Bailey, game way. at the I weekend. Like Bailey. But over since Oof. he came, he's been a little bit underwhelming and he has been a little bit hot and cold. You could put that down to maybe Gerard, and obviously he had a long-term injury last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. I'll, 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 I'll agree with that one. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good uh, lineup. That that's a yeah, good lineup. Quality team, isn't that's, it? To be fair, <laughs> we're winning the Premier League. We're winning the Premier League with that lineup. Just don't uh, show any how, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, 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 I think that's I think that's a um, a, a compromise um, lineup. Some people might not like Ashley Young, but obviously from a Villa perspective, you guys have really big him up and said he's yeah. had a really good season for you guys. So yeah, yeah. I'm happy to put him in there. In there, although we could have quite easily had Burn in there and and, and would have been totally justified. Um, I, I think what's that, interesting as well, Pete. Um, some people would argue that our best player this season so far has been Miggy. Yeah. And their best player has been Ashley Young. And at the weekend, it's going to be yeah. head-to-head, head isn't it? Great point. Great. That's what I said to you last night, that, uh, Pete, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. There's going to be a lot of good matchups in this game. For the neutral, it's going to be a fantastic game. And that Almiron against Ashley Young is going to be interesting. The Wilson against... Konza, Mings, I think the Danny Ings as well, hopefully he starts. I think he's got to against Shah and Botman. There's going to be a lot of decent matchups, one-on-one matchups that it's going to be a fantastic game. And for the neutral, I'm gutted I'm not a neutral watching this game because I think it's going to be a really good game. There's going to be a little bit of bite in there as well. The atmosphere is going to be immense as it always is at St. James's. But like I say, we've got that positivity around us as well now so yes it's it's gonna be a top game interesting very very interesting i like that um chris absolutely top stuff Uh, and look i think that's gonna be a new feature i've got to be honest my man i think you i think you you're onto an absolute gem uh, in the uh, combined 11. So, yeah, that's it. That is the combined 11. We'll get it out there for everyone to see um, and make it a little bit clearer um, on uh, on our socials at some point, no doubt. So, yeah, that is it. Uh, we, we managed to get that in. And look, 
Um, it's been fantastic. So many quality questions in the chat. So many watching. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, if you haven't, again, um, click that like and subscribe. Please do so. It only takes a second, but it means a lot to us as a channel. Um, uh, I can't uh, thank you enough for those that are subscribed. We are under 400 for the 5K. We are so close. We're moving closer. Um, click that subscribe, like and comment. Um, as always, we are so close to that 5K, which would be a massive um, uh, achievement for us all. Um, boys, want some stats? Always. He appears. Good evening, Double O Stato. Keith, how are you, my friend? Very good, thanks. It's lovely being in the top four again. Feels like it's 2001 all over again, doesn't it, really? It does. It does. And look, Billy, Billy gave a little chuckle there to the video <laughs> as it came out. We always look at the reactions. <laughs> and I think that is the chat we were talking about doing a compilation of, uh, of people's reactions uh, of those that are guests on the channel <laughs> to where that video pops out. Uh, always Something like that, Artie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it took me by surprise with quite how loud it was. I wasn't expecting <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it would, um, it would give Kane a run for its money in uh, at WrestleMania, wouldn't it? Really, Kane's entrance. It would one hundred and ten percent. Good old Kane, I do miss him uh, in the WWE. A massive fan, by the way, for anyone that doesn't realise. Um, but yeah, great to have you on, Keith. And of course, um, I know you've got some stats for us. So throw throw them out there. Is it looking positive for Newcastle, or uh, we've got something to worry about? Yeah, by up and down, down standards, we've got some uh, positive stats. Uh, with Newcastle, normally it's a mix and it's a roller coaster, but it's fairly um, positive. So I've just got some stats, basically head-to-head stats, some um, player stats, some manager stats, and uh, some general stats to round off. Um, so Newcastle's record against Aston Villa in the Premier League era 1993-94, played each other 50 times. Uh, they've won 23 Newcastle. Uh, they've drawn 16 and they've lost 11. Um, the record, Newcastle's record, it's uh, St. James's Park against Aston Villa in the Premier League. Played 25. They've won 14, drawn 8 and they've lost 2. Um, Newcastle have got a better offensive record in this fixture against Aston Villa. 67 goals compared to 47 for Aston Villa. They've also got the better defensive record as well um, against Villa. 18 clean sheets to 13 for Aston Villa. And Newcastle are unbeaten in their last 13 home Premier League fixtures against Aston Villa in a run that stretches back to the infamous Newcastle nil Aston Villa 3 game in 2005. We all remember that, don't we? Um, 
There's but there's just been 14 goals scored in the last 10 Premier League meetings between uh, Newcastle and Aston Villa, believe it or not. And Newcastle uh, um, on the other side here, Villa's got nine goals and Newcastle have got five. So the well, I've got a slight advantage in recent... Something positive. <laughs> <laughs> and Newcastle's um, last uh, 1-0 win earlier this year in February was their only win against Aston Villa in the last six games. One win, two draws and three defeats in recent years against Aston Villa. So Newcastle haven't had as good a run against Villa in recent games. Um, but Newcastle's win against Spurs... Uh, on Sunday, meant that they equaled the Premier League record against any team of 23 wins, which was also against Villa. Maybe they'll break that on Saturday. Maybe it goes to 24 on Saturday. Moving on to players, uh, Callum Wilson's record against Aston Villa, one goal in seven games. Uh, But Chris Wood's really got a good record as well. Scored four Mm. goals in eight games. Chris Wood's been coming on more as a substitute in recent games for Newcastle. Um, whereas at Villa uh, this season top goal scorers and ones to look out for Danny Ings we all know very well four goals um, followed by Leon Bailey with three uh, Douglas Louise and Ollie Watkins on two each um, managers uh, Eddie Howe's record against Aston Villa he's managed six games he's won three and he's lost three so a 50-50 record there against Aston Villa some general stats there. Aston Villa are winless in their last seven Premier League away games. Uh, the last away game in the Premier League um, was at the end of last season, towards the end. They um, won 3 2 at uh, Turf Moor against Burnley. Um, I believe it was the back end of April. Um, Newcastle, on the other hand, um, are on a seven game unbeaten run at St. James's Park, which goes back to when they lost against Liverpool towards the end of last season, 1-0. Um, and if Newcastle don't lose on Sun, uh, Saturday, um, the, it'll be, they'll equal their best unbeaten run of games in the Premier League um, when they last um, lost, um, went eight games unbeaten back in 93-94. Uh, so you're going back to the Keegan years with that. And I thought I'd just round off with this one, that to this point, Aston Villa, after 90 minutes uh, minutes of football at St. James's, Aston Villa have never actually beaten an 11-player uh, Newcastle United. Newcastle have always had a player sent off or two or three um, when uh, <laughs> they've played um, at St. James's and won. Um, obviously, the 3-0 win uh, was... Uh, the one we all remember when Bowia and Dyer had a, had a little bit of fisty cuffs and got sent off, and so did Stephen Taylor for the theatrics. Newcastle ended up with eight on that game, and way back in '99 as well, Rude Hullett's um, game as uh, manager in his first full season. Uh, Alan Shearer got sent off by Uriah yeah. Rennie when they lost one nil. So Villa's two wins in the Premier League have came when Newcastle have had men sent off, and that rounds off the stats. I, I always remember that game where Alan Shearer, Uriah Rennie sent him off, and it was it was a ridiculous sending off. But I was I can't remember what who what which player it was. I always remember the Villa player when he gets sent off, he goes like this, like with his yeah. head, like he can't believe yeah. it. And I, I can't remember which Villa player it was. It's annoying. 
It's racking my brain and I can't think of it. But like it like even the villa players turned around and they were like like they couldn't believe that it'd been sent off because it was such a ridiculous decision. I've never was it was it a second yellow? I no, believe I it was. It was it was a second yellow, and Shiro was sort of going up for the ball. At, um, yeah, it was like, like a challenge where yeah. the ball come up and Shiro jumped, oh. and like he must have like his arm was up, but say like the arm wasn't anywhere near the face or anything. And you know, I already just came over and like give him a second yellow, and that was it. And everyone was just like, "What the hell?" I oh, thought it was a straight was red. It? No, I think it was I a second yellow. Think it, I believe it was a uh, second yellow. But it was but a I... stupid, it was a stupid, stupid yellow. Like, the first one was dodgy as well, from memory. I don't think the first one was that bad. Ah. No. If anyone in the chat knows, get it in. We'd love, yeah. to, we'd back, love to know. Back in the days, back in the days before VAR, the Reds, the refs always used to be card happy in the first couple of games of the season, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Just to prove a point. Hey, Pete. James Douglas makes a good point. We forgot about Isaac, didn't we? Didn't even talk about Isaac. <laughs> We didn't talk about him. <laughs> we forgot about him. But I mean, he probably be, wouldn't have got in, but yeah, it, to, you know, to be he comes, on, he comes on as a sub. He comes on as a sub in the combined eleven. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. that's You're very right. fair. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. You're absolutely right. I think if we if we do this on the return fixture, I think he's actually in the conversation. I, I, yeah. I, I genuinely do. Yeah. I think with he's only played three games for us, but he scored. Is it three games or four games? But he scored two goals. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, so two and three. He's, two and three. Yeah, he, he's he started decent, and and we're the preseason, a second preseason under his belt almost, and an opportunity to build his strength up and get used to the Premier League. He could potentially against Leicester at the King Power hit the ground running. That's if we don't get through in the cup, by the way, because we'll have a cup game before the Leicester game on Boxing Day. So who's to say he doesn't hit the ground running and we're talking about him in a different light. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. Uh, some great some great comments, obviously, coming through the chat. There's some great questions. Uh, I love that one from Andrew, good evening sausage. Um, I think I think that might be linked to some um, some things we've been blocking on uh, um, on on the chat. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any, anything more than that. But yeah, uh, we always get some interesting um, additions to the chat on on some of our loaded shows. But look. Um, Chris, uh, we, we've got a number of questions that we can fire through. I think there's some Newcastle-related and some Villa-related as well. So why not fire through? There absolutely is, mate. There absolutely is. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if Billy's going to like me tone when I ask him this, but <laughs> Billy, I'm assuming I'm assuming you will know all about this player because obviously Villa like to go for the same players that Newcastle go for. So I'm going to ask you your opinion on this. Um, apparently, Mudrick is open to coming to Newcastle, lads, thoughts? And I'm putting that to Billy because I don't know whether Billy, whether Villa have actually been linked with uh, Mudrick, if that's how you pronounce it. Have you? Have you no, not? No, I've. He's the uh, Shakhtar Donetsk player, isn't he? He is. He is. He scored yeah, a great I've... goal last night, by the way. Yeah, I've heard a lot about him. Supposed to be very highly rated. We've not actually been linked to him, so I don't know an awful lot about him other than the fact that he is highly rated. <laughs> yeah. So that's my two pence on it. <laughs> oh, that's fine, mate. That's fine. I was only throwing that in because obviously, you know, you got Carlos, you got Kamara, um, Luca Dean, all, the, all players we were looking at. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is a good one from Mike Gent. Um, and again, Billy, this is quite broad. But uh, what are your thoughts on FFP? In what way? 
So, well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, you know, Mike, Mike may be asking, uh, Mike, if I'm putting words in your mouth, Mike, I apologise, but I'm assuming Mike's thinking maybe, you know, in terms of how your club are dealing with it. I know, obviously, you've made some rather big signings recently, and I know they're on pretty high wages. Is it a case where you feel like you're comfortable at the moment with FFP, or do you think you need to get rid of some players, or where, where do you see yourselves at this present moment? Yeah, so our CEO, Christian Perslow, was actually involved in FFP. I'm not too sure if he was actually involved in it becoming a thing, but basically he was involved in some way, so understands it to the T. So I'm not worried at all. I think we're, we're doing our business. We're doing good business. And I think it's all going to be above board. So as a Villa fan, I'm not really too worried about anything like that, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair, mate. That's fair. James Douglas wants to ask you about your squad in general. And seeing as though we've just done, you know, uh, our combined 11, this would be a good time to ask you. But it was obvious that they weren't playing for Gerard, So ultimately they weren't playing for the club. How do you feel about that? Is there any players that you've washed your hands with, Billy, or... Any players who you think, do you know what, maybe they didn't get a good, you know, a good enough uh, a good enough turnout under Stephen Gerrard? I mean, I know you mentioned earlier the likes of Mings, you mentioned Buendia, you mentioned Coutinho. Is there any other players who you think, yeah, we're done with him, like he's done? Or do you think, has everyone got a clean slate now, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't necessarily think anyone was really done. I mean, you look at the, you look at the games against Man City and Chelsea, particularly the first half against Chelsea, and we looked really, really good. So I don't think any of them necessarily down tools or anything like that. I just think it was the tactical. There was just no tactics to go with it. There was it was just very boring football. There was no substance to the way that we were playing. And if you look at our squad and our attacking players, we've got so much there. How was he not getting anything out of them? You know what I mean? You know, you put them into a si- simple system. Playing to their strengths, strengths, <laughs> get my words out, against Brentford. And look what happens. You know, it's not, it wasn't mission impossible for Gerard. It was, it was there in front of him. We've got all the tools there for him to use. He just didn't know how to put them in a in the right system. And I think that's ultimately down to him. I don't think that changing of the captaincy particularly helped his case. Um and I think that's when he may have started to lose a few of the uh, players in the dressing room. But it, it was nothing too severe, I don't think. I, the the shouts of them downing tools, stuff like that, I'm not particularly buying any of that. You just need to see the performance in the first half against Chelsea, you know. He, in, my, in my opinion, it should have been after Forrest when Steven Gerrard left. And the fact that they were still playing as well as they did for that first half, 60 minutes against Chelsea... I, I just think it's it's a bit of I think it's a bit lazy to be honest with you to say that they they down tools. I think it's a very easy thing to say coming from mm. pundits and things like that with no real substance behind it. You know, they watch Villa for 45 minutes against Chelsea and then they watch us for 90 minutes against Fulham. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, they've down tools. They've lost the manager. They weren't playing for the manager. And then they see us against Brentford and look what we do. There's there, there was a lot more behind it than just that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 
no, that's fair, mate. That's fair. And I've got, I've got a, I've got another couple of questions, um, but I'm going to dive at this one to Keith first. And uh, this is Tom Dixon keeping keeping us in check, Pete, um, because normally you, you we ask this question to be fair on the tactics board, but we obviously because we deviated a little bit. Um, so Keith, Tom Dixon asks, uh, what do you think Villa's main sorry, threat man. will be? Oh, sorry, mate. What what do you think Villa's main threat will be? And who do you think Newcastle's main threat will be on Saturday? Interesting. Um, I've, I've always liked uh, the striker, Ings. I think he's coming, coming into form. I think Villa haven't really played well as started the season well, but he's still got four goals in what? How many games? Maybe he's eight or so games. Um, certainly, is, I think you're right about when you were talking earlier in the show about um, Ashley Young. I think that's a key battle as well. I think he's playing brilliantly for a 37-year-old and playing in Italy, you know, for Inter, coming back over. I think that experience has done him the world of good and arguably extending his career, really. Um, so that's going to be an interesting battle with Miggy and it could be a key one um, in the game on Sunday, uh, Saturday. Um, those are my initial thoughts for that. Um, Coutinho still out. Is he for Villa at the minute? Is he not playing at the minute, uh, Philippe, Philippe Coutinho? I think he's fit. Whether he plays yeah. or not is a different story. I just don't think he's... I think after after watching that game against Brentford, it has to be Buendia starting. I think just, just to get a little bit of momentum in him. He's not had a run of games under Gerrard. And this was another reason why I started to lose a lot of patience in him. He never gave Buendia a run of games. Mm. And so I think with Emery coming in now, he has to has to get that momentum in him. And I think he I think Wendy will be starting on Saturday. It'd be crazy it'd be crazy in my opinion to change that winning team. Absolutely. And just to add to that point there again, you know, to, touching on Wendy, I think there'll be players like Wendy who'll be wanting to catch uh, Emery's eye. I know Emery is obviously not going to be taking the first team until and taking the job until next week. But you know he's going to be knuckling down on the detail and everything and Wendy will be out there on Saturday looking to make a name for himself. Mm. No, definitely. What sure. about you, Pete? Oh, the main threat. I'm, I'm, it might sound weird, but, uh, or a strange one. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins, he just looks a different player on the right-hand side. Um, he looked really good against Brentford. He's got pace um, to burn. He's, he's got a decent shot on him. Um, I'm not saying that Burn's going to have a bad game, but I just think he's a different player and a different way in which we need to manage him playing off that right-hand side. Equally, you could say Leon Bailey. I think he, both of those wingers, I think, uh, are ones that are going to be difficult to manage and, and they're interchangeable so it wouldn't surprise me to see them switch during the game and that then brings a different type of problem um so they're my they're my two biggest worries if I'm honest with you do I worry about Danny Ings not really um I don't I think he's a he's a half decent player but I think we've got the centre-backs to be able to deal with him especially at St James's Park I think those guys with pace are the ones that are, that are the most difficult. So uh, Watkins and and, and uh, Bailey. Hmm. 
yeah, no, that's fair, mate. That's fair. Um, so the last question I wanted to ask you, uh, Billy, which I've, I'm, sh- I'm assuming a lot of Newcastle fans want to ask you. It's not in the questions. It was just something that I noticed, and I thought, yeah, I should ask you that. Um, how have you found Castore this season? I don't mind it, to be honest with you. I think that it's all right. I mean, I've got it on now. It fits to size, which for a big man like me is nice after suffering with Kappa for a while. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the sizing for Kappa is just horrendous. So I'm actually able to wear it and it actually fit properly. So I've got a couple of the training stuff as well and it all seems to fit, seems to fit all right. And they're doing well in the wash as well. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we've not had a great experience with Castori, unfortunately. Oh, really? Everyone's happy with the you know with the quality of the shirt and stuff. It's more the fact that we were getting shirts with Rangers badges on, shirts weren't right, turning okay. up, uh, orders were getting cancelled. Um, they couldn't you know there was no uh, they couldn't you couldn't meet the uh, supply demands. Um, right. So yeah, it's just been it's just been one disaster after another. If I'm honest, no, I th- um, I think I'm. I may have seen the odd thing, like a dodgy name on the back of the shirt or something like that, maybe. But we've certainly not had Rangers badges or Newcastle badges or anything like that. Touch wood. (laughs) (laughs) James Douglas has just said, was it Dion Dublin? Or is he just, is he just, would it it not have been Dion Dublin? What, the one that reacted? Yeah. No, I think Simon Rudd's or... Oh, has he? Main man sponsor, he's already found yeah, it. Yeah, Ian Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Ian Taylor. As soon, yeah, as, soon as Simon put it in there, as soon as Simon um, put it in there, um, and, and you boys were, were right in the second yellow card, Simon said. Um, the challenge yeah. with Colin Calderwood. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And Ian Taylor must have been the one who reacted. Yeah, he was the one that reacted. As soon as, yeah. as, soon as Simon said uh, Ian Taylor reacted, I was like, yeah, that, that's him. Uh, I always remember that. He was like, because he, he knew he knew it was never ever a second yellow. It was a ridiculous decision. And uh Orion Rani just was a horrible, horrible referee that made yeah. it disgusting. Yeah, he soon went he soon went down to the uh then division one, I think, nationwide division one for a bit after that, didn't he? Or soon afterwards, a few games later. The Shearer pool um was in full effect after that. The, the Island Shearer pull, he did have some pull as a player in terms of affecting certain decisions. I and mean, you are really going down to the Division 1, but it wasn't a surprise at all. But yeah, thank you, Simon, for clearing that up. Um, brilliant stuff, as always. Pete, I was just want to just want to give you the opportunity because I know you've just starred a couple. Was there a question? Was there a question from Yano or something that? Because uh, I can see everyone in the chat laughing about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a question from Yano. I'll put it on for Billy. Has there been a worse game in Premier League history than the Villa Southampton game? <laughs> uh, it was well talked about. I'm going to be honest, Billy. Not just from Newcastle fans, but a lot of other fans as being a really sort of drab game. I think if I'm right, I'm thinking that was the Friday night game. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, it just seemed like a really, really bad game. Now, for a fan of a team that was playing in that game, did you feel that it was the same or, or oh, massively? It? <laughs> yeah, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Um, if both teams could have lost, that was the prime example. It, how <laughs> we came away with three points is just baffling to me. But it wasn't just that game, though. We then had Leeds. All right, there, there was a red card in that game, which made it somewhat interesting, but that was boring. The Forest game was boring. 
I knew what was going to happen in the Fulham game as well. So it it was it was just re- very repetitive under Gerrard, and it was just such boring football. We kind of got used to it, and to see that game against to see that game against Brentford, the four 0 it was just like it was. It, we just didn't know what we was watching. Three goals in fifteen minutes. It was. It was just crazy after what we'd been watching on Gerard. So, yeah, I mean that that Southampton game though was was desperate. It really was. It was bad. It was so bad. And then yeah, there was there was a lot of, a lot of laughter in the uh, in, in the um, in the chat. That's for sure. Um, anyone to finish us off, Chris? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, oh yeah, this is a good one from Nobby. Nobby Clark says. Uh, what is a reasonable table finish for Villa this season? The one thing that I wanted at the beginning of the season was a top 10 finish. Whether it was 10th, 9th, 8th, and even pushing into Europe, maybe. I, I, felt that, that, I felt that that was a little bit too unrealistic. But all I want to see now as a Villa fan, and it's all I wanted to see at the, at the beginning of the season as well, is just 10th. Aston Villa, and that's a successful season, and I'll be happy as Larry. So, I think as well with with Unai Emery being such a top coach as well, and I think his his style of football playing to our players' strengths, I think that's certainly doable. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. If he if he gets off to a good start, there's no reason why not. And we've spoke a lot on on this channel um, this season, especially Billy. How you know the the big teams aren't as uh, consistent as what they once were. We've seen that with Liverpool. We've right. seen it Man United, Tottenham, Chelsea. It's only really City who kind of you know keep keep trudging on. Albeit you know they yeah. got beat by Liverpool the other week, which was a big shock. Um, but yeah, the 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 rest after City, I think everyone's yeah. you know everyone can be got I, at. I tell you what, even even Man City, I've seen them a couple of times this season, even in the Villa game. They were there to be. They were there to be beaten. Like if it wasn't for Kevin De Bruyne coming up with a world class pass and Erling Haaland not being in the right place at the right time, as he always is now, we we could quite easily have come away with three points there. And I've seen it a couple of times. They they gave up a two goal lead to to Palace, didn't they, earlier on in the season, and you and yourselves as well. Yeah, they, they, one up they, at one point. Yeah, they were they've been there to be beaten at times. Yeah. yeah. So it, they're not gonna finish the season on one loss, that's for certain. No. Um, City always but seem yeah, to struggle think... as well. So it's just about to say there. Sorry, yeah. City always seem to struggle against Palace for some reason as well. Yeah, it's yeah, weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. even Roy Hodgson era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, any any team could beat any team this season. That's the that's the Frustrating yet beautiful side of the of the Premier League, <laughs> but but that is isn't that equally what gives us an opportunity? Gives exactly, Newcastle, yeah. who, who are in a great position at the moment, the opportunity because everyone's beating everyone equally. The likes of, of Villa, who have got a new manager and have got the aspirations of pushing up the table. Yeah, 100%, everyone beating everyone yeah. just opens it up and makes it possible for. <clears throat> a lot of other people, a lot of other teams that people didn't expect to have good seasons, but 
we'll 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 see. Look, we'll we'll start to wind down the show. Um, again, another massive thanks to everybody. 120 in the chat right now. Um, as much as 150, 60 plus watching the show um, tonight. If you haven't already clicked the like and subscribe, um, uh, please do that now. Lots of comments in the chat tonight. Brilliant to have you all involved as well. Um, yep. and is part of Loaded Mag NUFC. We have to give a shout out to our sponsors, and rightly so, www.shyburns.com. Uh, Simon's been in the chat tonight with some fantastic comments and questions, and obviously um, uh, wrapped up the Ian Taylor debate on who reacted first to Shearer's red card. Um, check out his gear. Um, it is Mental Health Week this week, and I said it earlier on in the week. Um, and it's a perfect and a very appropriate time to give a shout out to Shy Burns for all the work that they do mental health related. Um, uh, you know, it's important that if you're feeling a certain way, talk to people. Talking is important. And remember, you know, be kind. Um, we always promote that and, and to support each other. Um, you know, any type of mental health can be, you know, supported by lots and lots of people. There are lots of areas and people that can support companies um, that do their best. And and we are just a small cog on that wheel um, working alongside Siren. So there's tops available um, on, on the website to have a look at. And, of course, uh, promoting it by... Uh, and through away days, as I've got the shirt right now, the Brazilian special, get involved in that too. Thank you to Pins and Prints, as always, for their fantastic designs. Um, for all things Newcastle United, um, just going through a few, um, lots more um, available to them. Check out Pins and Prints for all the latest uh, pins and prints available for Newcastle United. And of course, Marty, um, from Machine House, a fantastic supporter and sponsor of the channel. Um, make sure you check out all of his gear, um, lots and lots available. And Dean, um, again, spoke to me the other day. Recovery is making some progress um, with his Achilles. Um, hope you're feeling better soon and on your feet as quickly as possible. But check out his gear, some fantastic gear available. Lots and lots more available as well. So check out his site for more things um, uh, and all things Geordie Rise. Um, and of course, our new sponsor, who's been in the chat tonight, Russ, a fantastic sponsor, theradiatorshed.com. Uh, check that out. We've got two people in the prison tonight, Billy and uh, Keith. Uh, they're in the doghouse tonight. And, when, he uh, really Pete, when he does, would he, when he does on the show to flip the, uh, the power here tonight. We, you know, we do. I, I'm tired of being in the doghouse every week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him in here. Don't worry about that one. Um, and we've got the... Oh, there we go. Chris in the doghouse. There you go, Keith. Can't have that, mate. Can't have there that. Sorry, I'll be in the doghouse anyway, mate. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Brilliant stuff. But as, as always, um, from the Radiator Shed, uh, northeast based company, um, cover most regions in the UK, uh, delivery is direct and including the price to mainland UK. Top quality materials made from plate steel, providing longevity, all designed and manufactured in Italy. Aluminium rads are very uh, environmentally friendly and are perfect for heat source pumps. They offer a home survey service and will install if required. And look, lots and lots available to you 
And it's getting into those months, those winter months where radiators are needed. The one thing I said earlier on in the show, we are marching on the way to 5K, less than 400 away to 5K. If you haven't subscribed already, click that subscribe button, help us on the way to 5K. It's a massive achievement for us if we can get to that 5K. And we really appreciate all the support along the way, including everyone in the chat tonight. And if you're not a member, click that member button. You can only do it on a laptop. Make sure that you click that blue button, $1.99 a month, join the Loaded family, um, you will not go wrong. And of course, if you've not listened to it on YouTube, we're on Spotify and Apple, um, always uploaded 24 hours after the show has gone out live. So make sure you tune in if you can't on YouTube. Right. Um, massive, massive thanks to all of you guys. And just before we leave, quick round of predictions. So Keith, as you're in the top on my top right-hand corner, I'll come to you first. What do you think the score is going to be come five o'clock today? Oh, Saturday, should I say? Not today. Back to the future. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think it's going to be tight. I think, you know, recent games have shown um, with Villa and Newcastle, it's a really competitive fixture. Um, both teams sort of like vying for those to break the top six traditionally uh, in recent times. So I think it's going to be, I think Villa as well are going to, are just going to be galvanized and excited by the uh, Emery appointment. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, we'll come to you. Um, Billy, what do you think the score is going to be on Saturday afternoon? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because, like like I've said several times, we do have a newfound positivity around the place. However, St James's Park, as I mentioned as well on here several times already, it's it's a fortress this season. And while I do think we'll put up a good fight, I don't think we're going to have enough. If I'm taking those claret and blue tinted glasses off, and I think you'll probably beat us two one. With the claret and blue tinted glasses on, I'll agree with Rich. One, a one-one draw. That's that's what I'm saying. Fingers crossed, we come away with all three points. But I just I just can't see it if I'm being a hundred percent honest. Oh yeah, um, interesting. Uh, with those glasses on and off, they are very very different. So um, we've gone for you know, maybe a two-one. But with the Villa glasses on, you go for um, a, a sort of a 1-1 um, result. Chris, I'll come to you. What do you think the score's going to be? A few, a few people in the chat have said this score, and Nobby's just said it now, so that's why I've left it on screen. I do think it's a potential banana skin. Um, but me, me head saying and screaming to me 2-0 Newcastle, and I think, I think it'll be 2-0 Newcastle. I think it's another clean sheet. I think we'll get the job done. I don't think it'd be easy, by the way, Billy. I don't think it'd be easy at all, but... Um, I think I think it'll be yeah I think two nil and I'm gonna say Wilson to continue his run and maybe maybe a Joe Linton goal don't know Sutton left field I think um so yeah I'm gonna say Joe Linton and Callum Wilson two nil no my luck it'll be an Ashley Young own goal after the way I've been <laughs> going yeah. on about oh. it we'll be like that is Mark and eleven yeah Can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, no, that, that, that's that's interesting. Um, 
I'm almost gonna... keeps prediction, by the way, Pete. I, I, I don't get know. it. <laughs> Everyone's saying he's sitting on the fence again. And he's throwing his <laughs> he's throwing his, his Wi-Fi out just so he doesn't get one. Did, did I, did I mean, <laughs> for some reason I thought I thought he meant I thought he said one one for some reason, but I, I might have got that wrong. Um did anyone in the but, chat catch it? I wasn't sure because he froze, didn't he? But I, I can't remember what he said before that. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll see if anyone caught that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get we'll get Keith's um, prediction and we'll get it on because he does normally sit on the fence, does Keith? And we need to make sure um, he, he stays firmly off the fence because when he did, <laughs> we ended up getting the results. Uh, for example, in, in Everton. Um, but yeah, like Jordy, um, like Jordy Superlad <laughs> said, he does tend to sit on the fence. He's back. I'm, He's I'm back. not going to sit on the fence. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> what did everyone, you say? Everyone wants to know what your prediction was. So, did you stay <laughs> the on the fence was... or did you come off the fence? That's what everyone well, wants to know. I think, some, I think the universe metaphorically picked us off the fence there, didn't it, really? <laughs> well, the internet certainly did. That was awful. I was in mid-flow. But, uh, no, I, just going, going back there, sorry about that, but going back there, that um, I think it will be a tough game. I think Villa... Um, I've obviously shipped a few goals recently. I think I'd narrowly give Newcastle the edge. I think VR, everything being working in the way it should, the referee working the way it should, I think it'll be a narrow 1-0 win to Newcastle. Oh, Billy, this is like groundbreaking. (laughs) He's not only just come off the fence for the Everton game, he's now like done it again. For the and, and well, I hope Double O Stato's wrong at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, he was right against Everton, so therefore, hopefully, um, that pump your money on, on Air Villa. Someone's got to be wrong at some point. Billy, wish Villa all the best after after five o'clock on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> of course, I appreciate it, mate. The same with you guys as well, of course. <laughs> Definitely. Look, I'm gonna go for a uh, for a stupid and I'm gonna go for a three-one Newcastle United win. I'm, I, I think we'll. I think we're we're just in a great flow at the moment. And Billy, you did say last night, you know, the bubble should burst at some point. But I just think this steam we're just steamrolling away. And I think the players have had a longer rest now this week. Feel fresh. Bruno's had a, had a couple of hours sleep for once um, <laughs> after his newborn baby yeah, uh, was yeah. born. So who's to say we can't fly again? But look, um, Billy, so many have said it in the chat. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on your debut. It's been a pleasure on to come away on, mate. Days. Thank you for having me. Super. Absolute top guy. I knew that anyway, obviously from the 12th man, but it's great to have you on. Um, and also Rich, Rich Sutherland, who you know what you've been on with pods with him before, Billy. Rich, top guy. Good to lose him earlier on in the show tonight, but he had commitments elsewhere. He will be back. We'll, both, we'll have you both back for the return game at Villa Park. Um, Chris, legend as always. You know what? The, the creator of the combined 11. It's not the last time we're going to see that. And Keith, double O Stato, absolute legend. You have become uh, quite quite convincingly a firm favourite on the away days um, with your stats and your opinions. Um, the chat love you. So do we unloaded. Uh, it's great to have you a part of us. Um, and yeah, it's, it's always, always a pleasure. So thank you for, for joining us tonight as well, mate. Thanks a lot, Pete. It means a lot. Always no good. Problem. I'm sure. 
No problem at all. And of course, the chatters, everyone in the chat, thank you for your questions. Sorry if we didn't get to all of them. There were so many. Um, we've already gone way over tonight than what we anticipated. But it's been such a good show. It just kind of ran the way it did. Um, lots coming up. We have um, the reaction show to the Aston Villa game coming up on Saturday. So please look out for that. Um, and there'll be more interesting shows coming up as um, next week approaches. Um, so, yeah, first and foremost, check out the reaction. I think it's going to be an 8 o'clock Saturday um, reaction, hopefully a three points. So come and join us then. Um, but regardless of the result, we'll be on um, anyway. Uh, and we are out. So, of course, I will leave you with we do love playing away. Take care. Have a fantastic evening. Speak to you soon. See you.